0: No.
1: why was that a question
0: (laughs) i mean usually we say welcome back when it's after the break but because we haven't been having a show for like past three weeks
1: not the past three weeks we just skipped two weeks one week it was two weeks
0: i think it was three okay no it was two weeks it it was something so anyway i know (laughs) it's been a while and we're sorry. Yes, I know you all. You miss us, and I was about to drop my phone again. Maybe you miss us. <laughs> Maybe you're wondering who are you? <laughs> um, if that's the case, my name is JC. I'm the host of Two Pieces of Snow, and as always, I'm here with
1: Kristen. Christy! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we're finally back from the dead for like the seventh time. I think last time I said it for the sixth time, so I got to make sure we keep on continuity. Uh, <laughs> how many times we're coming back? <laughs> after hiatuses
1: we're just inconsistent people i'm sorry
0: well i mean you had your thing of the the concert what you gotta tell me about
1: oh oh See? you're counting that
0: well yes yeah, i'm saying the concert. Oh, you had the concert I forgot about that and there's the whatever and then i have my surgery so
1: it was the concert and then the hockey game that was yeah. playing through half yes. of our show.
0: That's why. <laughs> so that's why it's three weeks. So it was your concert thing, which how was it? It was great. Mm. Had a fun
1: time. Of course. I always have a fun time at concerts.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, especially this time you with um, him throwing the water. Remember it?
1: <laughs> it was like seven bottles, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, drench me. I need it.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, concerts are hot.
0: Yes. But you're in the front as well. Yes. So you get to like, ah, you know. Yeah. Well, whatever. that's
1: what happens when it's general attendance and you have an early entrance ticket and you go like f- three to four hours before you're supposed to <laughs> even <True>. go
0: in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they sit
1: U- on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are they are a pretty big group, but not not super big, I would say. Or rec- well recognized.
1: Um, in the U.S., not yeah, not mm-hmm. no. I mean, in people in Korea are, they're yeah, are like super recognized.
0: Definitely. So there's definitely that. And then last last week we had the whole issue with the hockey game. Hockey
1: game, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. That yeah. was a last minute,
0: but, like we were ready, um, unplanned thing. Definitely. I mean, our our guest here was ready. Uh, (laughs) He just awkwardly (laughs) sitting here while we wait for him to introduce. Because right now, I think we just need to speed it up. Yeah. Um, And then last week I had surgery, so he's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Not like last time. (laughs) Last time I was dying, Uh, barely could sit or like move around. Now I can actually move around just awkwardly, and that's pretty much it.
1: It wasn't a super serious surgery.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm trying
1: to, you know, (laughs) let people know that you're not like on your deathbed, like (laughs) actual deathbed.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) No, we're we're fine, it's completely fine. Um, But yeah, so we had that, and now we're here. Yeah, we're here. March is almost over. I know we haven't
1: had an episode.
0: (laughs) Right? I I look at the analytics and I'm like, ugh, (laughs) because of course it's saying like negative, like you having like negative two hundred whatever i'm like of course because we haven't uploaded (laughs) anything yeah (laughs) in three three weeks that's almost a full month so hopefully if you guys enjoy this episode uh smash like (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) nah just download it or whatever download it or rate
1: us on apple (laughs) apple Apple podcast spotify
0: yeah i mean honestly the best thing you can do for any uh podcasts that you listen to, it's like, just start it. Even if you don't listen to it fully, even if you just listen to five minutes, that greatly helps the algorithm be like, okay, there is some type of like retention Mm. of people listening to it. Mm. So yeah, that's some great thing. Um, (laughs) He just looked at his watch, he's like, "Mm, when are we starting, when are we starting? Uh, (laughs) Oh, gotcha. Um, So,
1: we have a yes. Yeah, is that we what we're guess. going into.
0: Yeah, like we have a guest. <laughs> for those who are wondering, um, uh, he's a very good friend of mine since starting our freshman year college. Make it seem like it's been like years. I mean, has but not really. <laughs> like just graduated. Um, but yeah, so I'll just pass the mic over so he can introduce himself.
3: Hello, um, my name is my name is Elton. Um, I'm a student here at UAF and I'm originally from the village, uh Tuxic Bay. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was like, maybe we should have semi introduced the topic and like why we're having a guest. True. Okay,
0: true, 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 true. Okay. So uh why I chew him. Why did I chew him? Yeah. <laughs> I chew him because I, oh, I, him. <laughs> I chose him. I chose it because I thought, um, I think we all, we all young, we all hip with the kids, <laughs> uh, in some way.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: but, um, kind of on the serious note, you know, just kind of talking, especially, um, since we are in Alaska, yes. um, uh, we are in native land and, and everything. Um, so I felt like it would be pretty, uh. Like good and just like to to just discuss um some common or like maybe talked about issues, uh that a lot of uh indigenous communities may be um, facing or discussing about a lot, especially um in the realm of like social media and, and awareness. Um, so that's why I brought my friend here, kind of discuss about that. Uh, so to
1: paraphrase that. <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't get it, El- Elton, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had to make sure it was the right name. Elton is indigenous, native Alaskan, and yeah. we are discussing indigenous problems and other common things. Yeah. Um, Specifically about Alaska, but I'm sure other indigenous people in North America go through similar things.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. So I guess um, just to start out, um, we can just talk about the, the rise in, I would say, the past 10 years of um, indigenous voices, um, whether that be um, activists, uh, actors, uh, social media influencers and stuff like that, um, who really share their own stories on these platforms Mm. and bring awareness to things that, one, isn't really taught in school. Two, um, is something that, um, with the rise of multiple different movements in the U.S. and internationally, um, these kind of blend with one another in that, that kind of aspect. So kind of the first question itself is like, what do you think about um, these, like, the rise of this, like, awareness, um, especially um, with the younger generation? Sliding it over to him?
3: <laughs> well, I think, I think it's really important, and I think it's finally it's the Native people, the voices, and all the people that are representing the Native people and their people I think it's um I think it's a good thing especially for young people and a lot of a lot of these people that are um that are getting into the screen uh like for example movies there's this one there's this one movie where they where they talk about um like wanting to leave the village and it's, it's pretty i think it was empowering for a lot of young people and Um, We we also do have different um, activists slash models that are that are creating a path for the younger people. Like like another another um, example here in Alaska, we have um, Molly of Denali It's one of the things that I wish I had when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm here today. I'm hearing about it and I'm seeing it. fighting it over oh
0: my gosh (laughs) jc you don't have to say it every time sorry this is the only time (laughs) i want to say it but but yeah i mean definitely uh it it, it is um uh, i find it really great just to see um what um ways that uh the media is like starting to bring more, you know, representation in that in that sense. I mean, I th- I think for myself, I took it for granted uh growing up with like things like Dora and right. like, Miami Like I never second guessed anything about it. Yeah. Because I think um within the US, uh the Latino community's been pretty like integral with it. Yeah. To the point where like these uh shows and stuff like that it's kind of like okay we like for let's say for a younger gen, like younger kids you know these shows are like already there and you kind of f- recognize you kind of un- understand their perspectives and whatever because it's something similar uh however you know as you grow up then you start seeing how it's portrayed more as a caricature right like mm-hmm. the, the stereotypical latino mm-hmm. which they mostly just based it off of uh uh, mexicans right yes so that definitely makes it a little bit more of like uh okay so like appreciation down here but then when you grow up it's kind of more of like a little bit of mockery uh but uh you kind of take it in it's like uh uh uh-huh yeah self-aware joke uh uh-huh you know whatever and you kind of move on but then you don't really realize like how much of an impact that really gives um Uh, yourself or it gives to that culture um, as it you know it could just be uh, used itself as a a stereotype right Um, and I mean kind of to include you in like the picture a little bit of just kind of like you know uh, like mixed kids uh, who kind of have that you say maybe like identity crisis Mm. where like they could see something and like relate to it, but only to an extent, like they can't fully embrace it. They might feel, um, <clears throat> there might be that, that they're like missing, uh, or that they don't find, uh, uh, that full, uh, understanding or like co- cohesiveness of these type of things. Um, but with, um, again, you know, with more bringing more awareness to these kind of things, it th- really does help, um make you feel like identified in one way or another, you know, slowly, but like surely. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure you got, <laughs> if you guys have anything kind of to say about that. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I threw the ball at you. I was like, all right,
1: <laughs> no, I, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was like something that if, if it ever came across, what like in your head before, like that kind of, the, like seeing that representation like in in the media
1: uh, I I mean <sighs> it's definitely more now especially for mixed race mm-hmm. um, but it's still yeah honestly we could have a whole another episode about this, yeah, <laughs> about
0: honestly, this topic that, that is true <laughs> that's true um, so I guess this is back the track backwards um kind of towards uh yeah um still with like social media right um so i would say now tiktok is like the main thing that a lot of the younger kids use right yes um and just like any social platforms uh it can it's it can be used to empower or uh I would say de-power, but I think that's the wrong word. This is something else. Just kind of say it, say that you know, like someone's voice or uh, like a community's voice. Mm. Um, like definitely, I I really do find it interesting um, to see like the like indigenous talk or like you know the, the subcategories of of TikTok. Yes, native
1: know? talk, indigenous talk. Yes, yeah,
0: those type of things. Uh, and it's it's really great to see like the different uh, creators. Uh, of these platforms kind of, expre- like, explain themselves. Like, you know, their stories, uh, what, a day, like, a day in their life, you know. And something in, like, so small, like, what is it? Like, what's the minimum? Like, 30 seconds?
1: Is it the minimum for a TikTok? I don't make TikToks. I don't know.
3: The minimum is three minutes. Three or, minutes. Or that's the max. Maximum. Max. The minimum is only however seconds you want. Yeah. Probably seven
0: so we're just putting it there <laughs> just to make it like this. Okay, we'll do it like that. Uh, but yeah, so can I you myself? Yes. Okay, it's still there. <laughs> you do
1: sound distant, though. All
0: right, we're here. <laughs> we're gonna have to do this. <laughs> so um, I guess um, who who are um, some people? If because I I assume that you you do use a little bit of TikTok yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, who are people like in on social media, media in general that you like really appreciate for like bringing out um or making the, their like their voices but also like their community's voices heard I'm sure like who are some like follower like things that people that you follow there you go
3: <laughs> so there are there is a lot of uh native creators in Canada here in Alaska mm-hmm. or in the rest of the United States. Um, the people I, there's, you know, the people I follow, it, it's based on what their goal is, you know, whether, whether it's for entertainment, whether it's for uh, activism. And there's, there's a lot of people that we need to watch out for when, when we're on um, TikTok or any other social platform like Instagram. Um, there's people that pretend to be native. They're using native for, um, you know, the cultures for clout, mm-hmm. and those are the those are the things that really really need to look out for when when it comes to cultural influence and representation. Because um, a lot of a lot a lot of things that came up recently, both on. In- Instagram and TikTok, are these, um, the non-natives appropriating, you know, taking mm. the culture, claiming it as theirs and, um, claiming to be part of a tribe that they've never had any ties with. Mm. And those are the people that I look out for, like to make sure I don't, uh, it's very recognizable. Yeah. It's very recognizable when, when it comes to this, cause, um, you know, natives, they don't they don't say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Like you're just being you. You just gotta be yeah. yourself.
0: Yeah, it's like I think, you know, we don't really like push like you don't have to push it like twenty four seven, like, oh this is who I am, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a little bit more of like, like, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, if you all acknowledge it, you know, and that's it. Like any I guess you're, you you are right on like um the uh influencers and stuff like that who bring it they don't like need to like oh, they don't constantly like, fully say like yo I'm this and from this this is this, this you mm-hmm. you just kind of like you you say it through your story right yes. you you say it through your actions um mm-hmm. and that's it um I've definitely seen one on Instagram mm-hmm. one of these uh uh people who they pretend. make
3: they make it their identity yeah
0: that make it their identity I mean, I've I've seen one because I didn't know um, but then I was reading the comments, I was like, Oh, so this is okay, what what's happening? I I didn't know it was like growing to an extent mm-hmm. or like was more than than
1: that. I'm shook I didn't know that this was <laughs> a thing at all because as far as I'm concerned, the only indigenous or native people that I've come across on like TikTok were real yeah. indigenous mm-hmm. or native
3: peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my from my experience, um when I first started TikTok, I did not I I wasn't um using my culture to, you know, I wasn't showing it off to anybody. I was just, you know, just lip-syncing and just being (laughs) (laughs) funny. Trying to be funny like like a non-native. But then I did not have any, uh, much viewers. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I was sticking with my culture like, hmm, let me show them a native dance that I learned growing up. Or story that i heard when i was growing up or you know the songs
1: who is elton popping on tiktok
3: so yeah <laughs> does we need
1: a does he need a plug right so, now
3: <laughs> so so what i what i've seen um with my own uh, account is um is i had more viewers with with a content for native people mm-hmm. i have more native viewers than i than i did with when i first started and um and then recently i learned um over over this over, over time i had to think about hmm, do i really need to make it my make you know like this is mine this is mine this is mine yeah so i would just like just try to be funny out there mm-hmm. not i might yeah
0: yeah i i feel like with like um like any social media platform you kind of they their algorithms are kind of set to kind of throw you into an echo chamber mhm yeah uh because I know, like, for me, like, with Instagram, constantly fighting it. Like, it tries to throw me into, like, oh, this is the thing that you like. I'm like, I just liked one thing. And you're trying to th- put me in this whole spiral of, like, this is the thing that you love, right? Mm-hmm. This is the thing that you want. I'm like, no. I want diversity. I don't want, you know, this slow approaching <laughs> echo chamber bubble kind of getting into you. It's like, oh, it's not not fun not fun
3: yeah the other thing to look out for is like when you're you're a native um, there's other native people that use social media for one goal um, is to educate mm-hmm. and whether they're negative whether they're positive um, they're all going for the same thing like it it may sound like something that cannot. Like, you know, it it hurts. But mm-hmm. then some people are using social media to influence um, other people in a positive way, like with humor. Yeah. And, yeah, it's. It's the wishy-washy of everything. <laughs> you know, I like to say. Yeah.
0: Um, anything to, to say, I guess. Because <laughs> every time I look at you, I feel like you're thinking about something. I'm like. What is it, what is it?
1: No, I'll speak up if I got something to say. You don't oh, gotta yeah. ask me every single time, right. JC. Right. Let's yeah. Keep on rolling.
0: All righty, we'll move on um, to the third one, uh, or third one over here. Or I guess, yeah, fourth, fourth for your your bulletin. Just, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess kind of in line with people trying to steel or trying to mm-hmm. make this whole um fake narrative about um their um background uh especially we're seeing in recent years um like fashion companies and stuff like that using a lot of um materials uh specific um patterns iconography um or uh clothing like apparel um that are from specific regions of the world um and kind of you know they overprice it to the moon or whatever Mm -hmm. um yet lack to to get credit or recognition to um its influences and i just was like wondering if if you've seen anything like that like on social media um and how how do you think it would be best to c- kind of like tackle um, these companies or like not tackle <laughs> like literally tackle them? <laughs> you know, like address
3: the address these type of issues. Yeah. So, um, I've never seen huge, you know, clothing companies um, really appropriating the native cultures, but I've mm. seen a lot of small businesses. Um, here in Alaska, whether they're um making the clothes and or they're buying it from somebody and selling it. But one of the one of the things that we approached was um a non-native um selling a an Alaska native uh clothing. It's called mm-hmm. Gusbuk. You guys mm-hmm. probably know it. Yep. Yeah. Um that lady was uh Taking that idea and profiting off from the native culture, and I think that's like unethical or Mm. something like that. And uh, really claiming that culture, and you know, representing, even though she's not native. Mm. And the other, the other thing um, that we come across sometimes is uh, how how non natives use uh the regalia and uh claiming it as their own and not um not appreciating you know like i i got this from from a friend of mine from this specific region mm-hmm. and
0: um, yeah yeah I was going to say kind of like last thing kind of before we go to a break here is um, how how should someone who um, in this case, you know, is non-native if they were interested in purchasing uh, an item, whether because I feel like there's a lot of um, Alaskans here who do sometimes wear Mm -hmm. um, native regalia, um, whether that be because of, Friend mm-hmm. gave it to them and stuff like that. Um, so, what do you what do you think would be the appropriateness for for someone um, to wear? Is it like oh, as long as they kind of acknowledge of who gave it
3: to them um, or who they bought it from, they would they would have to like acknowledge which which region it came from and acknowledge the artist who created that art or that clothing. And uh recognize uh the tribe and not ignoring, you know, like I just got it. Mm-hmm. I just got it for yes. the heck of it. I wanna be Alaskan and mm-hmm. I wanna show myself. <laughs> yeah, kind
0: of. it's like like show like showing comprehension of the background of mm-hmm. where it came from.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah we see we see a lot of politicians using um the regalia during before voting season or something like that um, mm. and i don't I don't think that like i get i get mixed emotions for that mm. because they're like mm, they're using that just to or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that that definitely like it, it's like okay. You know, it's great to always acknowledge mm-hmm. where yeah. item are. Um.
3: Acknowledge where it came from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot, especially a lot of places, even here, have like items where, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a souvenir or something, right? And you think, oh, I got it from a souvenir shop. But I'm like, do you know the the connotation or with this item? Like if it's an item that's not one of your standard souvenir shop items, if it's something... Local or whatever, like do you know the story for it, or like what is the background for it? yeah say like, do your research people
3: like <laughs> there's it's not just natives of North America, it's also other cultures that um, that go through the same thing, like for example, um, uh, you know african American cultures and the Hispanic cultures. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just had to make good. sure. <laughs> yeah, right. You're good. Yeah. And then there's, uh, you know, the Asian, Asian mm. controls. So it's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the, the the downside sometimes of like the tourism in industry is that they take whatever it's there and be like, oh, mass produce, or <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, let's um, mystify it. Yeah. In some way, it's just like. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right. We will go on a small break, but we will be right
3: back. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> Great. You, you took it from me. <laughs> Great. All right. We will be right back. Welcome back, back to Two Pieces in the Snow here on KSUA ninety one point five FM Fairbanks, Alaska. We have here our host, our host, (laughs) our Our guest, our (laughs) guest, Elton, Um, and we are just talking about uh, different uh, issues regarding um, cultural appropriation, um, especially here in Alaska. Uh, You remember the word for.
3: Yeah, so one of the one of the words that I forgot to bring up from our last uh the last topic that we were talking about um was a term that uh the native people use on people um that pre- that are pretending to be natives. So the the term that I recently learned um not recently but ever since I um started paying attention to all uh, all the, uh, you know, all the drama that's going on. Yeah, uh, and um, it's uh, it's called Pretendian, and is is basically uh, someone pretending to be a native. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for the insightfulness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Tristan had something to ask.
1: Yes. All right. Um, okay. Well, I wanted to start off. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound really stupidly ignorant of me. Um, In Alaska, do you guys... Are you in tribes? So. Yeah, because I know, like, the rest of North America, it's tribes, right? Mm -hmm. But Alaska's indigenous people are a little bit different than the rest of the U.S. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys... Is it tribes? Is it... What is the correct term?
3: So... When when somebody asks me who I am, mm-hmm. um, I tell them what region I came from. So ever since um ever since the United States bought Alaska, mm-hmm. we were separated into uh regions. Yes. Because of corporations. Yes. And um I say when when somebody asks me what tribe are you from, I say I'm I'm Yupik. Mm-hmm. So it's my it's my um It's my identity, and it's where I came from. But then, like, um, if they're asking specifically which tribe I'm from, I'm going to tell them which tribe, village village tribe I'm from. Mm. So in my village, um, it's Nunakoyarmi tribe, and it's like a little tribal government for our community. Mm -hmm. And then the other villages, they have their own tribes. And all these tribes that we have in Alaska— they're all federally recognized. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I guess the question that I had was for the overall, because I know we have Yupiks, we have Athabascans, we have Aleutians. Um, like, what do you call that overall group? Like groups?
3: Um, I'm not sure what what's the term, but um. It so was, then,
1: how do you ask someone if? they without being like, Oh, are you you pick like if they don't know how like how would you what would be a respectful and appropriate way to ask someone?
3: Um I would I would say you know, like like um if I was asking another native, I would say, where are you from? And then um they would say uh the village and then I would already know But what
1: if it's a person that's non native and doesn't like know so, Alaska's so, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
3: so you If somebody asked me, like, which native group are you from, or which Alaska, what what kind of Alaska native are you? I would say I'm Yupik.
1: Oh, so that's appropriate to say Mm -hmm. is what kind of Alaskan native are you? Okay.
3: What 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 kind of Alaska native are you? Okay, Mm
1: -hmm. okay. So you're Yupik.
3: Yep.
1: (laughs) Um, Do you speak Yupik language?
3: I spoke Yupik first before I spoke English at home.
1: Okay, so my um question thing uh, well the topic that i wanted to uh, as some listeners may know as jc knows i'm very interested in language mm-hmm. and um a topic that i'm very interested in also is language preservation and language restoration mm-hmm. um i know that there are a lot of native kids these days who don't speak their native mm-hmm. language and like do you feel that a lot of native groups are Trying to put in some effort to preserve language or to restore
3: language. Yes, um, it has been going on for quite some time, because um, the the younger generation um, they're thinking about them, mm. the people that want to um, keep our languages alive, and that's been that's been in the works since even before I was born. Mm. And a lot of work that was done is still being worked on today. And um, the program that I was in, uh, when I was growing up, because because we spoke Yupik first at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I got into preschool and into the uh, grade school, you know, from kindergarten all the way to, we had a transition grade. So what they did uh, to preserve... um, you Know to try and preserve the Yupik language was to teach Yupik first, yes. So, all the alphabets, all the numbers, the months, the days like Monday, Tuesday, like that, and um, you know, basic stuff that you would learn in elementary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it shifts, it's continue, it, it continues to shift. Like, we had an extra grade where we transition and we learn nothing but English, and after that we learn english yeah all the way to 12th grade and um one of the one of the things that uh, that they sh- shifted from was uh you know we're not going to learn yupik first we're going to learn both yupik and english mm. from head start all the way to preschool all the way to uh 12th grade mm. so it can be balanced yeah mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, I lost my thought. (laughs) I had, okay. So this is where I think that Alaska is a little bit more unique sometimes because, um, I mean, definitely not enough representation. I'm not going to say that there is enough representation, but I do feel like in context, Alaska tends to have more representation than the rest of the U.S. um, Because I do know that language preservation is a big problem for some other tribes in the lower 48 where... Mm -hmm only a few elders speak the language anymore and they don't really speak like they can't translate in the language into english well so there's a lot of issues with restoring preserving a language but i'm glad to hear um i know here at UAF, we offer some uh, native language classes. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone in the Fairbanks area is interested in that, yeah, <laughs> or internationally, um, <laughs> yeah, or into, yeah, if you want to come to Fairbanks and mm-hmm. study a native yeah. Alaskan language, you get come. to meet us.
0: Oh my god, I get our
3: autographs. <laughs> so <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, so what I what the thing that I brought up from the program that I was in is it's different from the other the other schools um, that we have in the region. Um, some people are not in the same program. Mm-hmm. Some right. some some villages they don't completely they completely teach English. Yeah, and I'm not sure how the other regions are doing their work on cultural right. Uh, it's it's different mm-hmm. per region. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Um. But do you uh, do you feel like preserving language is important? Like an important part of. your native culture most definitely I think
3: I think it's very important and um I want to see I want to see young people speaking when I'm becoming an elder yeah
1: yeah I think it's a very important part also it kind of baffles me sometimes um especially how monolingual the U.S. tends to be Mm -hmm. um And people who've been here for many generations and don't really have a uh, other culture that they can pull from. Um, Because I remember when I was in high school, I did student council. We had these student council things where several schools from all over the state of Alaska would meet at one high school. And we Mm -hmm. would have a conference and we would do things like writing bills that we would then talk about at these conferences and they could actually get passed and like get passed on to like Alaska legislator. And I remember some kids from Un Alaska were there and their school was trying to cut the language, the native language program that was in their high school, mm. um, probably because of funding and things like that, which I mean, is kind of, I mean it's kind of valid. Yes, funding mm-hmm. is a thing. It's hard to fund everything. Etc. cetera, et cetera. But like pretty much they were trying to raise awareness and they were saying like this is important to us. Like we yeah. don't want our language to be cut from our school because it's important for people to learn it and to that would hurt, preserve it.
3: That would hurt the, the community and yeah. the well, next generation.
1: Yeah, and I mean these were mostly Native students that were presenting on this, but there are non-Native people in Unalaska as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I think we ended up, not passing the bill or, like, barely passing the bill. But even me as a high schooler, I was just so amazed. Like, why do people not think that this is important? Like, why do they not care about this? Because, like, I was talking with another friend before about um, when I went to Minneapolis. Minneapolis um, offers Hmong language classes, which Hmong are an indigenous Asian group um that live in southern china northern thailand laos and i remember before i went to minneapolis asking people if i should take Hmong language classes and people were like why would you take that language hmm. like it has no use for you in a job field and i'm like D- do i have to take a language because it's for a job like no excuse <laughs> like, me like uh <laughs> Why do I have to want to learn a language just because I want a job? <laughs>
3: yeah. I it that kinda that kinda reminded me of what we had in in my school. Um, you know, we were we were already learning English as our second language. Yeah. And one of the requirements that they had was to learn a foreign language. Mm. Like Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Spanish is for foreign yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, so,
0: it's like so foreign. Okay. So
3: um So what they did was, um, you know, while you're going to school, uh, um, learning English Mm -hmm. and they bring Spanish up because you need it as a you need a foreign language as a credit. Mm. And like, I think I think um, what what you should do is um, is to, you know, like, do you need Spanish? cause you're already you're already learning English is like was foreign to me, yeah, and I think I think that's one of the things that reminded me of from from that
1: mm. so what um aside from just language conservation um do you feel like a lot of the native communities in Alaska put effort towards cultural conservation?
3: yes. I I have a lot of friends that are doing the work right now, and they're starting to get into that right now. You know, it's not just language; it's also the art. Yes. Because um, a lot of a lot of native people are very artistic. Yeah. Art, you know. And you guys and have
1: unique art styles. Yeah, yeah. So
3: a lot of young people are hanging on to that now. They're now teaching it at classes. And um there's just people promoting native languages. Mm. Yeah.
1: I would love to see an art class at UAF <laughs> that focuses on native styles of art. There,
3: there
0: is. is one. there is. Wait, really? Yes, yes, there is one. Right? It's they do uh, This is how you
1: can tell that Kristen never took an art class at UAF.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they do uh paddle masks. They do um they do uh, a ladle, a wooden ladle. Mm-hmm. They make different kind of drums. Um, anything that you want to learn, they're gonna teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, you can make uh, masks. Um, it changes. It, mm-hmm. They change. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the native arts class right now, but mm-hmm. it's and very. I know they still have it. I was really wanted to
0: take it, but it was the wrong semester to take it. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. I, <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say our previous uh, guest, Laura from uh, Urban Auntie Show, she does um, beating classes. Yes. Or club, beating club, something yeah. like that. So, I know,
1: I was telling JC how interested I am in beating. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so we're coming here on the short time. Yes. But I'd like that, ad- ask you one more question. All right. That last question. To close it up. Okay. <laughs>
1: close it up. <laughs> All
0: right, that question. Um, as you know, we're talking, you know, again, language preservation, um, th- just the rise of cultural awareness, um, and just taking that pride of your background. Um, what would you say, um, to the younger generation, even though we kind t- of are the younger yeah. generation, you know, but like and
1: but the even younger generation, yeah, even younger generation,
0: <laughs> our younger generation, um, Older, younger generation, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyone, um, just uh, like what would you say to kind of inspire them um, to,
3: or yeah, yeah, inspire them in in general, kind of about their their cultures and stuff. I, w- I would tell them, we can see them, and like they're they're gonna, you know, you know, even though we're young, we're. We're going through um, these new things and we're showing ourselves like I'm going to do this. And then we're like basically creating a path like there's, you know, I, I would tell the young the young people that they're not alone. There's a lot of people that are like you. If you go out to the world, you're going to see people going through the same thing as you, whether they're um, Alaska Native or uh a native from Canada or though, you know, anywhere in the world, America, (laughs) there's going to be the same people as you and just tell them you're not going to be alone. Mm. It's, it's the wonders of the world. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, with that, you know, I really want to thank you (laughs) for being here today. Um, it was great having this conversation with you. Um, for your first time on radio, yeah, it was my first yeah. time, and I <laughs> thought it was very
3: fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad. Yes, <laughs>
0: I mean we're the fun podcast, so our <laughs> show. <laughs> so yeah, um, I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed listening. Uh, in, uh, let us know what you think uh, on our social media, which is
1: Two Peas in the Snow official. On Instagram.
0: Instagram, yes. Yeah. Um, And you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, RSS. Not that one. (laughs) (laughs) The other one. Uh, 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 Yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, And yeah, with that, that has been Two Peas in the Snow.
1: Can I say one super, like one sentence closing statement? Yes. Um, I... Okay, because I... I'm very worldly. I like when people kind of focus on the fact that we're all people and we all have more similarities than we think we do. But um, despite that fact, um, please celebrate your diversity and celebrate your difference yes. mm-hmm. from other people, because that's something that you should be proud of. And yes. um, we're very proudly.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All righty. We'll see you all next That's some great advice. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to keep that in mind. And we'll see you all
0: next week. Bye. Bye Bye. Bye. Bye.